This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. It is Thursday, and I just ate a piece of chocolate, so my voice is phlegmy. So anyways, I apologize if I clear my throat throughout this episode. I don't know why chocolate does that to me. Maybe it's like the dairy. It just makes my throat phlegmy. Anywho. Microphone drama. Oh my god, I'm using my $60 microphone and I changed the settings on my computer, like the sound preferences, and it seems to have made this microphone much better. So turns out it wasn't the microphone, it was probably my computer settings. So now I'm like, frig, can I return the $300 microphone? I don't know if I can. We bought it on Amazon and I threw out the box. So there's that. Although I feel like Amazon would be one of those places that has like super duper customer service. So maybe we can return it. I'm going to have to ask my husband um, to look into that. I am still at my mom's house. I feel like I've been here forever. Um, it's I'm recording this on Tuesday and my plan was to drive home tomorrow, but now my husband is not feeling well. So he thinks it's just like tonsillitis, which like he gets issues with his tonsils every once in a while, but he's like, he canceled his day today and he never misses work. So this is serious stuff. So I have to decide if we want to stay here. He did a rapid test and that was negative. Um, and he's going to go to the doctors tonight and ask them to do a PCR test. So we shall see. But either way, if we go home, Milo, I don't think, can go to daycare because someone in our household has symptoms, even though they have a negative test. Like the rules are so bananas. For example, um, my friend, her daughter had a cough for a week and so the whole household had to stay home. So her husband's a lawyer. He couldn't go to work. She had to stay home. For the entire week and then just because her daughter had a cough and her daughter is like two and a half so you know they always have runny nose with post nasal drip cough um and then anyways she and her husband got sick the next week so now they were sick for another week at home with their kid because even though their daughter was better now they're at home with symptoms so the entire household has to stay home I don't know how much longer this rule is going to go on, but I don't know how families are supposed to function. It's a different rule for my husband because healthcare workers have different rules so they can still go to work. Um, But if you have, you know, a partner who has a job that is not in healthcare, everybody has to stay home. So anyways, it might make more sense for me to stay here so I can at least get some work done, um, depending on how my husband feels tomorrow. I don't know. We will see what happens. See what the doctor says tonight, I guess, and if it is tonsillitis. Um, Anywho, so that's what's going on with me. My mom just took Milo outside to play, so I'm 
able to record this because otherwise like Milo something happened a few days ago and he is just like a different person he doesn't stop talking he like runs around he plays with his toys like so loud he's like non-stop talking it's hilarious so like last night my mom and I were just like pissing our pants laughing just like watching Milo like, it's ridiculous I can't even explain it anyways he's like a different kid all of a sudden so it would be very hard to record with him in the house because it's a small house and he like echoes throughout the entire thing. So let's just get it done now. Um, Today I wanted to talk. So the title of today's episode is from Carrie Bradshaw to mom or mommy because I wanted to do an episode about like the transitions throughout life. Like especially mine because I went from when I was younger thinking like I my goal was to be a stay-at-home mom like my mom was because it just seemed like the best thing ever um and then you know and it is the best thing ever for some people but I am not that kind of person and I actually hate it which I discovered during maternity leave maternity leave that's hard to say fast um yeah, like I thought it would be awesome. And I was like, no, actually turns out like, I don't know if it's because I had kids later in life. Kids, I have one. I had a kid later in life. Um, And so like you're already set in your ways and you're so used to living life a certain way that the transition is a little bit more difficult. I don't know. But yeah, initially thought I would be a stay-at-home mom. This is like, you know, high school, early university days. Um, And then... In grad school, I pictured myself living a life like Carrie Bradshaw, except, well, I kind of did want to write books, but more like research-based books, um, so like nonfiction. And that's like, I specifically remember the first meeting I had with my supervisor where I was going to be like going into the PhD program with him. And he was like, so what do you think you'll do with your PhD? And I was like, I don't know, write books. So, and I still plan on writing a book. Like that is like a huge goal for me and something that I want to do. But yeah, in grad school, it was like, you know, I'm going to just follow the best career path and, you know, keep applying for scholarships and, you know, um, what's it called? Um, After your PhD, you can go and do a fellowship. Is it a fellowship? I feel like I'm confusing my words. Anyways, where you like go and study under a professor and you're paid and you teach classes at the university. So that was what I thought I would do and what my life would be. And if I met someone, then fine. But during, for most of grad school, I would say that I didn't not, like I didn't plan on having any children. That wasn't really something I was like, I don't know, like I I was just so busy and so focused on myself that it wasn't something that I thought about or wanted to do. So it's interesting how I went from wanting to be a stay-at-home mom to then being like, oh, I don't even really care about getting married. I don't really want to have kids. I just want to focus on myself and do as much as I can do career-wise. Um, and then with like being in academia if you wanted to be a professor, which I thought I would eventually be, you have to be willing to live wherever the job comes up. So 
there's very limited positions. It's very like competitive to get a professor job. And so you just have to apply like all over the place, like the States and all across Canada and Europe and go wherever you get a job. So that's what I thought I would do. And then I met my husband the first year of my PhD. And then, you know, by the end of my PhD, we had been together for like five six years or something like that. We were engaged. His job is obviously incredibly demanding and similar to wanting to be a professor. When you're a specialist, you have to just go where the job is and it's not like you can pick and choose where you want to live. So eventually my plan had to pivot because he's a urologist he has to go wherever the job takes him. I technically, like, I might not be able to be a professor because I can't get a job, you know, like in Calgary or something. And then, oh, yeah. Oh, turns out they're looking for a urologist, too. And they hired me. Like, it's just not going to happen. So ideally, I would have just gotten a research position wherever my husband was working. So that was our plan. Um, But once we moved to the GTA, it was like, you know, it's not going to make sense for me to have some research job downtown and commute 45 minutes downtown there and back every day and be stuck in traffic because somebody had to be flexible with Milo being in daycare. Someone has to be flexible. My husband's job is like the least flexible job. He can't just be like, oh, I'm going to cancel all these surgeries today because Milo has a fever and I have to go pick him up. Like, obviously, if it was the last resort, he would have to do that. But like, it's unrealistic that that's going to happen. Like, look how many times I have to go pick up Milo or I have to stay home with him. That's like, my husband can't do that. So at the end of the day, it's like, you have to pivot pivot and the priorities don't like it changes from just being all about me to being about what's best for the family Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. 
Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. And the conversation that was really interesting, I forget which TikTok people were talking about. Oh, it was about the freaking fig tree. And people were talking about, you know, don't you shouldn't share your finances or like keep it separate. You should have your own spending money, like blah, blah, blah. And it, it just made me think how like back in the day, I would have had those same viewpoints. And I understand where those people are coming from but everyone's situation is so unique and I like that is impossible for us 
to do. And while it sounds lovely to be like, you know, everyone should have a certain amount of money in their bank account, like, God forbid, you, you know, like the divorce rate is high and all this stuff, like, I get it. And that is the way that I tend to think also. But when you're planning your life out and, you know, you're getting married, you're having a kid, sometimes it's really hard to have that mindset because then you're going to have to make decisions that are not the best for the family unit. So it's like, do we not make decisions to thrive as a family just in case we get a divorce 10 years down the road? And I'm very... Like, I can see both sides, so don't, like, come at me and, you know, like, I get it. I get both sides. I'm just saying, like, from my experience, at a certain point, it was like, okay, I can either make decisions that are going to be the best for us as a family unit, or I can only worry about myself and anticipate getting a divorce in the next few years. Um, So it's difficult. It's difficult to, sometimes it's difficult to make choices that are best for the family when you have that mindset that like, no, I have to set myself up and make sure that our finances are separate and I have my own money. And, you know, if we get divorced, like I have all of this and he has all of that, which like, marriage laws for the most part protect people somewhat and I'm sure there's like horror stories where that's not the case but anyways that is just it got me thinking about that because I was like wow I in grad school I had all these like grandiose plans for myself and I didn't anticipate you know having a child or wanting to have a child but then once I was with my husband then I wanted to have a child with my husband you know Like, I had had previous serious relationships, and I didn't really want to have a a child with those people. Um, And then with my husband, I was like, yeah, like, this is, you know, like, we would be a great team, and we're good partners, and respect each other, and all those things. So then I wanted to have a kid. And it was also the time of my life. I was finishing my PhD. It was pretty much done. My husband was working full-time, like, had his, like, set career. Um, So, yeah, you're, like, my, what I envisioned for my life changed as my life changed. Does that make sense? And, of course, I do think all the time, you know, if we did get a divorce, like, what would happen? I am not, you know, I don't have a traditional career right now. I podcast and do social media stuff, which is ending up, it's like it's turning out to be a really good job, but it's not stable, you know? It's not like I have a nine to five stable career. Like every month I will make different amounts of money and nothing is guaranteed. And fucking Instagram can just explode tomorrow and decide to delete my account. You know, you never know. You can be shadow banned on TikTok or like people have had their TikTok accounts removed. Like you never know what's going to happen with that part of it. I feel a little bit more secure in the podcast because I do own this. And, um, 
you know, unless I got like canceled to the point where they removed my show from the different platforms, I can still publish episodes if I want to, you know. Something else that changed was I assumed we would have more than one child. Like I grew up with two siblings. Um, I just assumed I would have at least two for sure. And that changed as well. Like once you have a child, then you know what it's like and you kind of think about your life in the future and what having more children would look like. I actually have a really good episode coming up with Jess from the Only You podcast. Um, Oh yeah, that'll be out on Tuesday actually. So this is perfect timing. Um, We had a whole conversation about, you know, having one child and her story is also incredible how she thought she was going to have multiple kids as well and then ended up only having one. And now she's built this entire community for parents who are only having one child because, you know, a lot of the times we get shit on for having one child. I don't know why, but it is a thing. But I always envisioned living in some big city and like Toronto is big, but we live on the outskirts and I thought I would dress like Carrie Bradshaw and I would have this big career, whether it be like at a research institute or being a professor or writing books and I thought I would like pretty much be single and date people but not really have a serious relationship. So it's really weird how your life can completely change based on experiences and based on people that you meet. So of course now I'm watching the new Sex and the City which like I don't understand how so many people are not enjoying it. I understand that people think it's just too much. Like they're tackling way too many issues at one time. Like trying to be this show that is just so, I don't know the word to use, like progressive or whatever. I get that, but I think a lot of people are also comparing it to the old version of the show which I'm not really doing that. I'm just kind of looking at it as if it's a new show and I just happen to know the characters. I don't know. I am loving it and I don't know if I'm blinded by Carrie's outfits because I always look at what she's wearing and I'm like, oh my God, Renee, like take a mental snapshot of what she's wearing and go buy similar things and wear that outfit. But like I wear sweatpants and t-shirts every day, so it's not going to happen. And I always, especially now with like freaking restaurants aren't even open here where I live. One day I'm going to have fancy places to go. I swear to God. And I'm going to dress like Carrie Bradshaw. So stay tuned for that. Um, Okay, changing gears. Did you know... I hope you do that the Mom Room Book Club is back in action and we are starting February 1st, which is Tuesday. And I already announced February's book. It is The Atlas of the Heart. Is that what it's called? By Brené Brown. It's her newest book and she basically goes through a bunch of different emotions and like describes them and talks about the research about them. So I'm I'm really into it so far. I think I've read about like stress and anxiety and I can relate to what she's saying. Um, 
So that will be February's book. And what I'm going to do is announce the books on the podcast account. So the Mom Room Podcast on Instagram. And I'm going to ask for your feedback on the books. I'm going to ask specific questions. Um, I am going to probably do an Instagram live for each book. And I'm going to review the books and chat about them on a solo episode. So expect the Brené Brown review in early March. And then, spoiler alert, March's book is called An American Marriage. It's a fiction book. It is incredible. I downloaded it because I was like, oh, I'll get an early start on March's book. And I can't stop reading it. Last night, I was reading it for like over an hour, which I never read for that long of a time in one sitting. Like, I couldn't put it down. Like, my eyes were like wanting to sleep. And I was like, no, get through, get through one more, one more. It's incredible. So, if you are not into Brene Brown's book, and you're more of like a fiction person, then you can start on an American marriage. And yeah, I hope, like, I am obsessed with having a book club. I don't know why. And I've been reading so much lately that it's just like a good motivator to get books read and actually sit and think about them. So I hope you guys will join the book club. Follow at the Mom Room Podcast on Instagram. And yeah. Maybe I will do lives where I let people in and like we talk about the books. That'll be fun. Um, So yeah, stay tuned for that. Other than that, um, I got to get some new merch out soon. I have some ideas. I just haven't been able to bring them to fruition. Um, I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend. If you haven't listened to my episode with Perez Hilton, it came out on Tuesday definitely check that out. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. And I will pray that your children sleep tonight. (laughs) 